All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Huge Podcast. It is Thursday, November the 2nd, 2017. On today's episode, we are going to talk to Cody Worsham of TigerRag.com. Talk to him on the Marching to Madness podcast this summer. Uh, now talking to him here on the Southeast Hoops podcast about the LSU Tigers. Uh, LSU, one of those teams that obviously we look back, been a disappointing couple of years uh, and talking about kind of where they they hit last year and losing all the games that they lost, the defensive issues. Uh, now everything has sort of changed when you talk about Will Wade coming in, taking over there as the head coach, uh, and trying to get that program back on track. And Cody and I talk a lot about this LSU team. Uh, really some great insight from him as well into Will Wade and talking about just spending some time with him uh, and being able to kind of be around that staff, be around this program, and really, again, there's some good stuff in there and talking about just kind of what their ideas of trying to get, you know, LSU basketball where it needs to go and the attention to detail, uh, not only within the program, but in talking about Wade himself uh, and just kind of what he's bringing to that program as a whole. Because as we know, you know, that's important. And we've seen it at a lot of different places. Uh, when you can get a coach in there that brings a new mentality and especially a guy like Will Wade, who I talked about when he was hired, um, I said, you know, LSU has to go out and get a guy that's going to bring an energy, a personality that's needed to get them back on track. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, it was a fantastic hire. I've talked about it many times now. Um, and it's just one of those deals where it's a process and it's going to take time. And Cody and I talk about that a bit as well in that, you know, expectations this year for LSU are not to get to the NCAA tournament. It's basically one of those deals where, look, they're going to have to keep rebuilding some things. They're going to have to keep, you know, making sure players fit into the system and getting everyone on the same page, building that chemistry, just as it, it always is at a new program where you have a whole new coaching staff. You have a lot of new players that are going to play extended minutes this year for LSU. Uh, and so it's just going to be one of those deals where you kind of look around and see how things progress in that first year. And we already know what Wade's been able to do on the recruiting trail. I mean, look at the the talent that's going to be coming to LSU, fitting into that outstanding, you know, up and down system, that that defensive style that they're going to play, the havoc that they create. Um, and, and it's going to be one of those deals where LSU is going to be on track a lot quicker than people think uh, because, again, you, know, you combine the recruiting, you combine just a very good young coach, and you've got pretty much one of those deals where they're going to get back. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen and kind of seeing how this year goes uh, in terms of, you know, there are going to be inevitable ups and downs. There are going to be times where LSU looks really good and has a chance to beat, you know, some of these teams in the SEC, even some of these top-tier teams in the SEC. There are going to be other nights where we look back at that exhibition game against Tulane, and Cody and I talk about that a bit as well, where things just don't go together. I mean, things just kind of fall apart. They struggle uh, in several areas, and they you know they lose a game. So that's how we're going to kind of look at this LSU team, I think, going into the season. That's the best way to look at them uh, and kind of look at it as a, a first-year 
uh, for Wade there and seeing what he can do, uh, how quickly, you know, all these things come together. And I think that's going to be what kind of defines the season for LSU. But in no means is this one of those years where if they struggle, uh, people start looking around, oh, did we make the wrong hire? No, and see, that stuff's just silly. People have to understand that it it takes it takes a process. It takes a while for things to all click together. Uh, and Will Wade's going to get this program back on track. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into the interview with uh, TigerRag.com editor Cody Worsham. All right, guys, welcome back in to the Southeast Hoops podcast. As I mentioned earlier, my guest today is Cody Worsham. He is with TigerRag.com. I've always talked about his work, uh, shared links and all that. So if you followed him on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. Uh, you've seen him around, no doubt. Uh, he joined us on the Marching to Madness podcast as well earlier this summer. Uh, so go back, be sure to go back and listen to that as well. But Cody, uh, let's get started here uh, talking about the exhibition game. Uh, I know it's an exhibition game, so it means everything, according to some fans. So losing a 10-point <laughs> game to Tulane apparently means that the program is done for and is never going to bounce back. But in all seriousness, you know, obviously 84-74, lost to Tulane. What it means, I don't really know. But just what are your overall thoughts just from looking uh, at the box score and just kind of dissecting that game the other night? Yeah, you know, it's weird. I, I, don't, I think you're going to see this kind of loss for LSU throughout the year. And I also don't think you're going to see this kind of loss. And, and let me explain what I mean by that. Um, they went four of 24 from three, and this is going to be a team that's heavily reliant on jump shooting, uh, knocking down perimeter shots, which is kind of the antithesis of what Will Wade likes to do. He'd prefer to, to pound it inside. That's what he did at VCU. Um, he likes to get points in the pain and, and get easy buckets and, and complement with the three-point shot, but th- this team isn't built that way. It's, it's built a lot on, on guys like Brandon Sampson, uh, on guys like Wade Sims, uh, even a guy like Tremont Waters, who, who didn't play very well. Um, those are guys that are going to get a lot of their points from the perimeter. Aaron Epps, he didn't play. He's, he's a three-point shooter as well. So um, they're going to have nights where they go four of 24 from three, and, and they just can't overcome that. Um, defensively, they, they clearly have a lot of work to do. You can't give up 84 points. Um, Will has, has preached that all offseason, that this is a team that is still developing defensively, uh, and he inherited a mess on that side of the ball. Yeah. Um, one of the, the stats that, that Will likes to quote pretty often is, uh, if you go back to 2002, uh, LSU's defense last year was the second worst uh, in college basketball, in all of college basketball in terms of defensive efficiency in conference games since 2002. Um, they were just dreadful. So, you know, to go from dreadful to even mediocre would be huge progress and, and give this team a shot in the arm. Um, the way that this loss wasn't like a loss that I think LSU is going to see a lot is, is they actually kind of dominated inside. And, and this team isn't built to do that. Um, Duop Reese was, was dominant at 21 points, 13 rebounds. Um, LSU killed Tulane on the offensive glass at 19 to three, which is why they were even in the game in the first place. Um, so, you know, some, I don't think that's going to be the case for them much this year. I don't think they're going to outmuscle too many teams in the paint. Um, but they're, they're just such a heavy, reliant, jump-shooting team that there's going to be nights where they don't fall and they get beat. Well, and that's what I want to bring up, too, because I think the word that I've used a lot in talking about them this off season and saying, how could we define LSU this year? I mean, and you, and you may agree with this, there may be a better word, but I think just inconsistency is probably going to be something – 
to where when you just look at this team, because there is still an adjustment process, because everyone's still getting on the same page, uh, trying to fit into the system, and like you said, trying to find those strengths uh, with the roster that he has now. But I just think, you know, being able to shoot consistently, like you said, there are going to be nights where they just simply don't make shots. There are going to be nights where they simply aren't clicking on defense. And I think that, to me, just talking about how that could kind of define a team like this in that first year for Will Wade, just because, I mean, and and I'm someone that's been trying to tell people this and talking about, you know, we were laughing before we came on about, you know, talking about the projections for LSU and all that. But I just think people have to understand, too, that this is still an ongoing process in terms of everyone adjusting to all the new roles, to a new coaching staff and all that. And I just think that's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, I think you're going to have to judge this LSU season based on the process and not the results, not to to get all Nick Saban on you here. But I think that's the objective this year because last year was so bad. You know, let me just quickly put that in context. They were 10 and 21 overall. They were they won only two SEC games. Uh, They had a 15 game losing streak in the middle of conference play, uh, including a loss to Texas Tech in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Uh, that's a, a school record. They never lost that many games in a row. And uh, and like I said, the second worst defense in all of college basketball since 2002. This is a, a team that was as rock bottom as rock bottom could be last year. And, uh, and the SEC is good this year, as you well know. So they could be a vastly improved team and only win three, four, five conference games. It's just the SEC is that grueling. This team is, is that much of a work in progress. But, you know, just from an LSU fan perspective, I think people should, and I think they will, just appreciate uh, if this team does what I expect them to do, and that's be more competitive, have a little bit more edge, have a little bit more toughness, energy about them. Because last year, they they weren't just losing games. They were getting blown out. They looked lethargic. They looked like they didn't care. Um, I think those things will change. and They'll probably win a couple games that they shouldn't and, and take some steps in the right direction. But, you know, this is still a, a roster that, that needs improvement. Um, it was kind of a scrapped together roster where, where Will Wade brought back some guys from last year. He brought in some grad transfers, some JUCO guys, um, you know, guys that were available at the last minute. Um, and, and that's not optimal roster building. And so this year is, is going to be, you know, there's going to be some lumps. They're going to take their punches this year, but it's all about building for the future. And, and they're well on their way to doing that. Well, and you mentioned it too, you know, we talked about fan expectations and sort of what it's been like there the past couple of years and the disappointment and all that. And you were talking about, you know, you're working on a story where you had some time to spend with those guys being around, you know, obviously the staff, the players and all that. And just what is just your general sense just of the atmosphere there now? I mean, obviously it feels a lot different. You have a young, energetic coach in there, I think, that has the right personality, has the right skill set to get them where they want to go. And like we said, that's going to be part of that process. But just being around those guys now, you know, seeing sort of the energy that's there, what does that kind of feel like maybe compared to, to what it's felt like in recent years? Yeah, it's it's completely different. Um, the attention to detail is, is, is tremendously, tremendously improved. Um, you know, and that, and that starts with Will Wade. He's, he's, uh, in his personal life, he's very attentive to detail. You know, I, I followed them around for a day, and uh, you know, he wakes up every morning. Uh, he's running at five o'clock. He's he's run at least a mile a day for for more than a thousand days now. Um, so a lot of discipline. Uh, he he believes in consistent behavior and and and, and routine. Um, after he finished up his run, he's walking around picking up trash on campus. I mean, this this is a guy that just in his his own life is very very 
attentive to detail uh, and treat this program the same way. I mean, every decision that they make is analyzed. You know, I sat there and listened to him talk with one of his assistant coaches for 20 minutes about how they were going to mix up the the practice squads that day, the purple team and the gold team, which point guard was going to play with which team, which big was going to be with which team. Um, everything is very deliberative. Um, that, that culture is starting to trickle down to the players. You know, they've also just worked a lot harder. Um, there's, there's, there's much more um, emphasis on, on weight room and, and you know, conditioning. They're, all these guys are in the best shape they've ever been in. Um, and that work ethic is starting to trickle down. But one of the things that, that you can't really teach, and it's a little bit contagious, but you also have to have a little bit of it internally, is kind of this, this natural toughness, this grittiness, this, this nastiness that you have to have to be successful in college basketball. And I think that's the one thing that, that this roster is still missing. Uh, all these kids top to bottom are really nice kids. They're good kids. They're good students. They, they stay out of trouble. They're, uh, I'm sure they're a pleasure to, to coach and teach and all those sorts of things, but th- there's not that bulldog yet. There's not that guy that, you know, if I'm an SEC basketball player and I'm looking at the scouting report before I play LSU, I'm, I'm nervous about him guarding me because he's going to rough me up or, or he's going to, intimidate me a little bit that they, they still lack that and so um, they're going to recruit to that and, and they're going to try to develop that that personality wise but that takes time that's that's something that you know you almost either have or you don't now that said big picture thinking that the program has has taken giant steps this offseason just in, in sort of building the the culture that's required to be competitive at the sec level and, uh, and I think you'll see the fruits of that this year. The team will play harder. They'll be tougher. They'll be more blue-collar. And certainly in the next couple of years, I think those things will, will really take place. Yeah, and I'm with you. You know, we've talked about that this summer and talking about just the hire they made there with Will and just what he's able to do. I think he's someone, and I've talked about it before, just talking to people around the country, coaches, guys who have been in college basketball for a long time, you know, that have kind of looked at him and said, hey, you know, this guy is sort of that next big thing and talking about what – sort of his mentality is and how he's been able to build at all these different places. And he's definitely going to be able to do that at LSU. Uh, We've already seen that on recruiting trail, as we've talked about before uh, and what he's able to do there. But looking at this just current roster, you know, we talked about there's some guys that maybe will fit in guys that may not fit in. That's kind of what always happens. You don't really know what to expect sometimes, but I think two guys that we obviously feel pretty confident about is, is Reese and Brandon Sampson, who were the two guys that were here in Nashville at SEC media day a couple weeks ago. And just talking to them, kind of getting a sense for them, you know, they mentioned that attention to detail felt like that was sort of helping them progress. And we know what Reese able to do someone who's going to probably be that double, double guy that they have to, have to lean on pretty much all year long try to get consistency out of him and then Samson I think someone who can take a big step forward you know as his shot gets more consistent and such just for you looking at those two guys I mean does it feel pretty reasonable to say those those are kind of going to be the two guys that, that everyone's going to lean on this year going forward and then you obviously you know we'll talk more about the other guys who are going to develop around them yeah, Duop looks fantastic I think he's going to have a really really nice year LSU didn't have anybody picked and and either all SEC team, I think he's got the best shot. Um, you know, last year, Duop came in. He's very skilled. Um, he can step out and shoot it. He's long. He's 6'10", 6'11". He, he, he was frail, though, and, and there were games where he was just out-muscled out of the game. Um, that, I don't think that will be the case this year. There may be some particular opponents that he can't quite uh, out-physical, but he's put on really good weight. Uh, I think he's up 20, 25 pounds. 
um, working out in Greg Golden's strength program, which is very intense. And, 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 uh, they, you know, they, they get weighed every week. His goal is to gain at least a pound every week. And, and they, they weighed him to make sure he did that. He looks really good. He hasn't lost any of his quickness. He's really skilled around the rim. Um, he, he, he I think he's going to have a fantastic year and, and 21 and 13 against Tulane, who's got a couple of pretty decent guys on the front line, I think is indicative of, of what he can do. Um, Samson, I've been watching Brandon Sampson for four or five years now since he was a sophomore junior in high school and he, he's just dripping with talent. I mean, you know, I've heard from NBA guys this off season that they actually like his NBA potential more than Antonio Blakeney, who, who's now with the Chicago bulls and, and got a two way contract there. And I think scored 30 plus points in a, a G league game the other night, they actually like Sampson's upside more, but Sampson is, is kind of the embodiment of that thing that I was talking about earlier. They've got to get that bulldog mentality out of him. And you saw it last year. He'd flash it. Um, there's been multiple times I've seen him in his career just drive down the lane and, and dunk on people. But there's times where he fades and, and it gets a little bit passive and, and isn't quite as engaged as you like him to be. So, you know, just looking at his numbers from Tulane, he, he shot three of 11 from the field, scored 11 points. He, he's going to have games where he, he misses some shots, but it looked like he was a little bit more aggressive. Um, he played a team high 34 minutes. He got a couple steals. So I, I think Samson's poised for a really nice year. Um, you know, if they can get 15, 16 points a game out of him, get him playing some defense, um, that's really going to help them. And, and those are those are two pretty good guys to build around. And I think one reason that fans are maybe a little bit uh, a little bit optimistic that LSU can win some games is, is those two guys are, are good players and can match up with anybody in the conference. Yeah, I agree with that. And like I said, I think that that's what Samson was talking about too. It was about that defense and that was sort of his thing. You know, what's the one thing you've been working on all offseason? He just talked about, it. you know, having that defense, trying to fit into that mentality that obviously Will wants him to play with. And I think that's something that's going to definitely benefit him, like you said, with all the attention that's going to be on him going forward. Uh, but then, Cody, you look at some of these other guys around him, and, I, and I'm intrigued by some of these guys. You know, the guys that are returning, and, and we'll talk about the newcomers, but the guys that are returning when we talk about guys, uh, you know, like Skylar Mays. I mean, we're talking about Wade Sims, Aaron Epps. Those guys, to me, it's always intriguing, like we mentioned, just seeing how guys fit into a system. I mean, you look at Mays, someone, and again, it's an exhibition game. We laughed about it earlier, but, you know, he scored 19 points in that game. He shot 8 of 13 from the floor, obviously played a lot of minutes, and he's someone that I think coming into this season you look at, it, and he can really take a step forward. But what do you think just of that trio and what maybe they're able to offer now in this system? Yeah, you know, all, all guys that, that Will has been very pleased with their off-seasons. Skyler is, is probably the hardest worker on the team. Um, if you just happen by the LSU basketball practice facility on any given day, the chances are he's in there. Um, and, and this is a you know, just a little bit about Skyler Mays. He's pre-med. He has like a 4.2 GPA as, as a pre-med guy. He wants to be a doctor when he finishes playing basketball. Um, incredibly intelligent player. Um, sees the floor really well. His transition this year is, is they're moving him to the two, um, and he's been a point guard all his life. He's really good in the pick and roll, but they like his size at the two. They like his shooting. Um, he shot his, his shooting numbers from conference last year were really good. He was uh, over forty percent from three, over eighty percent from the line, forty over forty five from the field. Um, really good shooting numbers. Um, but the, Will also likes to play a two point guard system, and, and actually. You know, against Tulane, he was their best point guard, and they had to play him there quite a bit um, because they, they didn't get much production elsewhere. Um, so I think Skyler's going to have a really good year. You know, I think he, he may even have a better year than Sampson. He, he may end up being 
you know, LSU's number two guy uh, behind Duop and, and really their go-to guy on the perimeter. Um, Wade Sims is, is interesting because, you know, he, he was Skyler's teammate in high school, a little bit undersized at the four, six, six. Um, and one of the guys that, that probably, you know, if Will was talking to people when he got here, um, just, just observers of the program said, yeah, that, that guy's not going to make it. You need to run him off. Um, couldn't be further from the truth. He, he's had uh, an amazing summer. One of their their, their hardest workers. Um, I've heard that he's maybe their best guy in the weight room, just in the way that he approaches that. Um, he's transformed his body, can really shoot the ball. He, he's got a knack for just kind of finishing around the rim despite being undersized, just kind of everything he throws up goes in. I uh, had a double-double against Tulane. Um, and, and that four spot is really critical in Wade's offense. And, and, and I think Sims fits it nicely because of his ability to, to shoot, to get in there and mix it up. Um, I, I don't think he's a guy that you're going to count on to be a, a starter all year. Um, not an all-conference guy, but one of those, those guys you've got to have. He's a four-year player. He can get you some points when you need him. He's going to grab some boards. Um, just a nice piece. Epps is, is – um, they call him everyday Epps because of the way that, that he shows up and, and works every day. He's right there with Skyler and Duop is kind of the – the, the leaders of the team and, and, and hard workers um, can absolutely shoot the lights out. It, it's funny with us. He shot, I think, 43% from three last year. And, and of course, he's got some deficiencies. He's, he's very thin. Um, he can get out muscled in the paint, but can shoot the lights out. And, and he shot 43% without anything really being run for him. Um, Johnny Jones was very much a, a proponent of kind of this freewheeling um free-flowing offense where, you know, guys weren't really – they weren't running a ton of sets. It was kind of letting guys play. And Epps never got anything run for him. This year they've got all kind of sets for him. He's going to get some threes. Uh, he's got a foot issue that he's dealing with right now. But um, he, he's going to – you know, he might be there starting four when he gets back and, and be a guy that, that knocks down a bunch of shots for him. So all three of those guys have, have taken steps forward. Um, you know, none of them are perfect players. They, they all have – their own, you know, individual um, areas of weakness, but they all are guys that are, are maximizing their talents. And, and I think of that bunch, Skyler, I think Skyler Mays could be poised for a really nice season. Yeah, I really like him. And I, I'm like, I'm with you. I think he's someone that could be one of those breakout guys in the SEC this year where we're looking around and saying, you know, this guy winds up averaging 12, 15 points a game or something just because he has that kind of skill, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses going along. But uh, just to wrap up with talking about some of these newcomers, I mean, we talked about Waters. I mean, he's someone that I know you've you've written about, and the one thing that stood out for me when I was talking to Will at Media Day was, you know, he was just talking about just his vision, just his court vision, you know, saying, you know, he can see things that I simply can't see, and there are things that make him kind of one of those special type of point guards. Obviously didn't play great in that, in that Tulane exhibition, but you look at him, and the other intriguing piece to me is obviously Randy Anwasor, who's someone who comes over from Southern Utah and just scored in bunches last year. Uh, he's someone that I know they're excited to add just for that scoring threat, but he's also someone to me, when you look at him, he just seems like he, he's built for this kind of system where you, you think about just the way his body's built, uh, having someone that, that has some strength, some athleticism. I think he could be in a very important piece of the puzzle as well. What have you liked just the most in seeing the, you know these newcomers kind of progress here this offseason? Yeah, with Randy and, and Waters, you've got kind of almost two opposite guys. Like You've got in Randy a, a West Coast California kid, not very highly recruited, um, bounced around a lot. He started at Texas Tech. He was like a two-star, if that. Um, 
went to Southern Utah. Now he's at LSU. Um, real tough, real, you know, kind of quiet. Um, in Waters, you have a kid that was a prodigy. I mean, you, you go back and look in, in old stories, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you know, big features on him in national newspapers. Um, really, really highly recruited Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Georgetown commit. Um, and LSU ends up getting him late because of Georgetown's coaching change and, and they reel him in. Um, you know, with, with Randy, not a super efficient scorer at Southern Utah, even though he got 23.6 per game. Uh, it was, it was on volume. Um, he's not going to recreate that at LSU, but he gives you toughness. He gives you, um, maybe the closest thing to that bulldog mentality I was talking about earlier. I mean, he's, 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 he's a monster just like physically he's, he's huge. He's got broad shoulders. He, he's not going to get out muscled by anybody at that spot. Um, but maybe doesn't give you a ton of, you know, playmaking, creating for others. Tremont has so much upside. Um, he, he could, you know, he could potentially be an all sec type of point guard before he's done, but he's got to get tougher. You know, he's a freshman. He's, he's, he's still learning things that freshmen learn. Um, didn't play well against Tulane, got outplayed by Tulane's freshman point guard. And, uh, and it's going to be a learning process for him. He, he's, he's the future, you know, he's the future of the program. He's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot over the next couple of years. Uh, even with the recruiting class coming in next year, he's, he's probably gonna be the point guard of the future. Um, and, and he's going to have to grow up fast and, you know, that's going to be part of the sort of the story of this team. They're going to live by that. They're going to die by that. He's going to have some big games. He's going to have some bad games. Um, but, but both guys, I think are going to be key parts of this year. Another newcomer to keep an eye on Brandon Rochelle, um, true freshman. They're going to be, he's really a six foot four kind of combo guard. They're going to even play him at some four this year when they go small, uh, extremely tough, high, high defensive IQ, um, not going to fill up the, the stat line, but going to do a lot of the dirty work and, and the things that the coaches love the you know, taking away gaps and and uh, and rotating on defense. Um, he, he's going to be a guy that they're going to count on. So, a lot of new faces on this team. Only five scholarship guys back, but, but those are a few that I think um, you'll you'll be hearing a lot of. Yeah, I think so too. I like Rashal. He's someone I put in my under the radar freshman piece that I did on on Southeast Hoops, and I think he's someone like you said that could add a lot of value there, just kind of with his versatility and what he's able to do within that system. But Cody, we could talk for hours. I know you and I, we love basketball. We could talk about this forever. That's right. Um, and, but we'll definitely catch up again here <laughs> soon. Uh, let, make sure to let people know where they can find all your stuff there online. Yeah, check out my work at TigerRag.com. Um, if you're an LSU fan, you can subscribe to Tiger Rag Magazine at uh, TigerRag.com slash subscribe. You can also follow me on Twitter at Cody Worsham or TigerRag on Twitter at Tiger underscore rag. Cody, always enjoy it, man. We'll catch up again soon. Enjoyed it. Let's do it again. All right, that was the conversation with Cody Worsham. Always great to catch up with him. Like I said, Cody and I both love basketball, uh, and, and I'm excited for him because I think there it's going to be – uh, a very exciting time there to be an LSU basketball fan and talking about what's going to be possible here now going forward for this program uh, with the talent that they have in place now. We talked about the progression of some of those guys like Reed Sampson, Mays, uh, Tremont Waters, of course, uh, is someone who's going to grow into a fantastic player, I think. But then you also combine that going forward with the talented recruits that are going to come into Baton Rouge. And, and I think LSU is set to be in pretty good shape going forward as we see the SEC uh, continue to get the top players around the country all across you know it's not just Kentucky anymore it seems like we were always talking about that uh, with Kentucky maybe Florida snagging some of these top players uh, it's not just them I mean we have all these programs now across this conference that are going out getting top talent now you look at the 2017 class 
I think it's something like 25 players in ESPN's top 100 or in the SEC. Uh, that's kind of where the talent's heading. The talent is here now, and, and you have the coaching depth that we've talked about so many times. Uh, and it's going to make for a very competitive league going forward. So uh, thanks again to Cody for joining me here on the podcast. We'll definitely have him on again soon. And thank you, as always, for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, just go over to iTunes. You can search for Shout These Tubes there. That way you don't miss any episodes. Uh, a lot more on the way, obviously, as the season is now officially about to get started. SoutheastTubes.com. We've got a ton of written stuff going up. Uh, there will be a lot more as we move into next week. A lot of previews for all the games for November 10th and that weekend. Uh, and then we'll just really be diving deep into covering you know, all these different teams around the SEC. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, so be sure you stay tuned to southeasttoops.com. Go ahead and bookmark it. Uh, you can also go in. There's a place on the site where you can just put your email in. That way, anytime we post something, sends right to your email. You don't miss anything. Uh, so be sure to check that out if you're into SEC basketball uh, and are as excited about this upcoming season as we are over at southeasttoops.com. So uh, thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.